Hello all, and welcome to my podcast, The Healing Journey in Me. Now today I wanted to talk about love, and what is love? And no, I'm not trying to sing Hathaway's 1990s song, What is Love? Even though that was a bop, (laughs) we can all admit that. But no, I want to talk about what love is, how does it make you feel, and ultimately, how to deal with it. So let's go. Now, verywellmind.com defines love as a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. Love can vary in intensity and can change over time. It is associated with a range of positive emotions, including happiness, excitement, life satisfaction, and euphoria. But, now there's always a but, I know. It can also result in negative emotions, such as jealousy and stress. Hmm. So, that's the definition that VeryWellMind.com provided me. I didn't really want to go and look for anything on the Webster or anything um, else. Everything that I was seeing kind of just didn't add up to me or make sense. I felt like this definition would explain um, what, you know, love is on a uh, wider spectrum. Now, when it comes to love, some people would say that it is the most important human emotion. Um, but it's least understood. And even as a clinician, I still didn't even understand it. And you know what? Honestly, I don't think society understands what love is because... Love is truly defined on the people and on the person and on the experience. Though I did read off a definition, yes, I truly believe that love can be whatever you set it to be or whatever the two people involved in the love spell set it to be, you know? Now, I will say that love is most likely influenced by both biological drives and cultural ex- influences, like I was talking about the society, etc. Now, with the biological things, we have hormones and, you know, we got to understand that biology is important. And the way that we express ourselves and experience love is also influenced by our personal conceptions of love, like I just stated. So now let's get into how do you know you're in love? Like, how do you know? Now, we got to understand what are some signs of love. And as I was doing some research, I realized that researchers have made distinctions between feelings of liking and loving another person. According to psychologist Zick Rubin, (laughs) romantic love is made up of three elements, you guys. So the first one is attachment. So I know a lot of you are like, attachment? Well, attachment is needing to be with another person or desiring physical contact and approval. Caring is the second one. It's valuing the other person's happiness and needs as much as your own. Hmm. Intimacy. I know I had to take a pause on that because that's very important. Intimacy is the third. Sharing private thoughts, feelings, and desires with the other person. Very important. So, no, I'm not talking about the touchy-touchy. I'm talking about being vulnerable with each other. (laughs) So, 
now we're going to dive into the types of love. So there doesn't have to just be intimate love or boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, love, whatever type of love you choose to, you know, dibble and dabble in. There are many different forms of love and psychologists from all over the world have identified a number of different types of love that people may experience. Now, these types of love included are as followed. So friendship. Yes, you guys, when you are in a friendship, you have love for your friends. This type of love involves liking someone and sharing a certain degree of intimacy. Infatuation. This is a form of love that often involves intense feelings of attraction without a sense of commitment. Now, in my thoughts, that's some lust right there. That's lust. Um, and it often uh, takes place early in a relationship and maybe deepen into a more lasting love. You know, sometimes that lust turns into something wonderful. Sometimes it doesn't. Passionate love, you guys. Now, this type of love is marked by intense feelings of longing and attraction. It often involves an idealization of the other person and the need to maintain constant physical closeness. Now, we have the compassionate slash companionate love. Now, this form of love is marked by trust, affection, intimacy, and commitment. The type of love that a lot of people strive to have. And then we have the unrequited love. Hmm. I've never heard of this love before, but hey, the researchers say that that's the type of love. I don't know, but I'm going to share with you guys what that is. Maybe you've experienced it. Maybe you haven't. Maybe I have. I don't know till I read it. So this form of love happens when one person loves another who does not return those feelings. Ooh, we, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've all found ourselves in uh, that situation before. It happens, and a lot of the times it has really nothing to do with you. It's really the other person, and they're just not feeling you. So, moving on. Now, you guys. With that being said, I really feel that it's important to know how to practice love. Even though everyone has their own different love languages, I feel like if you kind of have the basics, you can kind of steer to the right place and be able to meet that person's love language of, of you know eventually so you know and with that with me saying that you know there is no single way to practice love like I you know I believe that you know everybody has their own love languages love is you know in the eye of the beholder whatever all that great stuff but like I said um to show people that you care for them I should have worded it that way um, this can help the love journey in my thoughts. So um, I believe being willing to be vulnerable, um, being willing to uh, forgive, uh, doing your best and being willing to apologize when you make mistakes. You know, let your partner or let whoever you love, let them know that you care. Listen to what they have to say. Prioritize spending time with the other person reciprocate loving gestures and acts of kindness recognize and acknowledge their good qualities share things about yourself show affection and lastly show unconditional love yeah i like that show unconditional love it's difficult but it can be done now moving on I wanted to discuss the impact of love and, you know, 
the positive uh, effects, especially when it's healthy love and it's and it's thriving love and um, the love is is con- conditional and and you guys are really in a healthy spot. Now, loving relationships have been linked to lower risk of heart disease, uh, decreased risk of dying after a heart attack, better health habits, increased longevity lower stress levels, less depression, and lower risk of diabetes. And y'all, this is science. I ain't making this up. You know, they've done research on plenty of couples who've been together for a long time, even those couples who have been through things, but yet they still have um, went over the adversities and challenges, challenges, uh, challenges. <laughs> I can't even talk. The challenges. That word is defeating me. Anyway. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> research has been done. Excuse me, you guys. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, this is not scripted. Yes, I am reading some things um, to assist me with this, uh, you know, information. But yeah. <laughs> um. So now I want to drop some tips on how to cultivate your love. You know, in lasting relationships, you know, they are ultimately marked by deep levels of trust, commitment, and intimacy. And, you know, in order to maintain that, I believe that you strongly need to uh, do techniques and use different things to keep that um, love growing and that bond strong. So um, here are some tips that I believe that could work. I mean, if you use them, great. If you don't, then still great. You know, do what you feel um, you and your partner feel is best for you guys to help cultivate your love. So try loving kindness meditation. And in, that is a technique often used to promote self-acceptance and reduce stress. It has also been shown to promote a variety of positive emotions and improves interpersonal relationships. Hmm. Communicate, 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 communicate. We all talk about communication. We all talk about effectively communicating, especially as clinicians. We stress it, stress it, stress it, you know, with our clients and even with ourselves, we try to stress it. Um, So everyone's needs are different, you guys. And, you know, the best way to ensure that your needs and your loved one's needs are met is to talk about them. Like, don't keep your mouth shut and stay silent. Like, that's not love. You're not showing love to yourself and you're not showing love to your partner because they don't know what's going on with you. So I stress it. Communicate, 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 you know, and you can communicate by showing them, you know, making them feel special. That's a form of communicating and telling them they are loved and doing things for them. Like that's a form of communication. Now, tackling, uh, tackling conflict in a healthy way, you guys. So let me tell you, I'm not saying that arguing, uh, you know, that you're never going to argue, like never arguing is not necessarily a sign of a healthy relationship. All right. And it means that people are avoiding an issue rather than discussing. But rather than avoiding conflict, you should focus on hashing out the issues in ways that are healthy in order to move a relationship forward in a positive way, you guys. So tackle the conflict in a healthy way. And I promise you, if you practice that together, 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 your relationship will 
your relationship will pretty much go as smoothly as you guys want it to go. <laughs> Won't be perfect, but it, 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 it'll get there. Now, how to deal with love, you guys. As I was saying, love's not easy. Nothing's perfect. I want to dive into the potential pitfalls. Now, as Shakespeare said, the course of love never did run smooth. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Shakespeare did say this. The course of love never did run smooth. Yo, that dude Shakespeare, he was on to something, man. Because um, that, that, that quote or saying he said back in the day, yeah, it's very, very common now. Now, like I was saying, no relationship is perfect, you guys. So there will always be problems, conflicts, misunderstandings, and disappointments that can lead to distress or heartbreak. So while love is associated with a host of positive emotions, it can also be accompanied by a number of negative feelings as well. Now let's dive into the potential pitfalls of experiencing love. It can include anxiety, depression, increased stress, jealousy, obsessiveness, possessiveness, and sadness. Now, you guys, people are bound to experience some negative emotion associated with love, all right? And it can be problematic if those negative feelings outweigh the positive or if they start to interfere with either person's ability to function normal. I would highly suggest uh, relationship counseling. Um, it could definitely be helpful in situations where couples need help coping with miscommunication, stress, or emotional issues. But that's for another topic. Now... Lastly, I want to talk about the history of love. I feel like with all of the stuff we discussed about love and all the tips and all that great, beautiful stuff and even the pitfalls, you know, let's learn some history about love, you know, and there's history probably beyond, beyond, beyond before we became the society that we became, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of that. So only fairly recently, love has became the subject of science, you guys. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I was saying what I said. In the past, the study of love was left to the creative writer to depict for us the necessary conditions for loving. And according to my buddy Sigmund Freud, oh yeah, you gotta love Freud. So, 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 if anybody is familiar with my boy Freud, you will know that Freud, um... He was a very interesting man um, when it came to creating his theories. And um, if you got time, I suggest you to do some research on him and you'll see. Um, that's uh, Sigmund Freud. So Sigmund, um, he believed that all relationships contain ambivalent feelings. So... If you guys are not familiar with what that means, it pretty much means that you're having or showing simultaneous and contradictory attitudes or feelings towards something or someone. So, long story short, you are experiencing some conflictions when it comes to... uh, the love you have for someone or even the commitment that you chose to give to someone maybe you're probably changing your mind um but that is some of uh the history um 
um, and, and the theory that Freud had uh, given about love. Um, you know, it's it's almost like, say, for example, you get into a relationship and you really, really loved it in the beginning and you were just like so gun ho for it and just, you know, and then you started to realize that maybe your friends, you know, were living their best life and you wanted to live their your best life too because you saw that they weren't in a committed, you know, uh, agreement um that's how love could you know possibly be ambivalent you know hmm. it's definitely an unclear and vague type situation that will often leave you scratching your head you know but yeah you guys that is pretty much all i have for this podcast today and I hope you were able to take something from it and let's see I will not tell you guys what next week's episode will be about because I want it to be a surprise I hope that you guys are having an amazing day wherever you are in the world whatever time it is in the world I hope that you are well rested or about to get some rest And we will chat next Sunday. Toodles.